Good morning, and a happy new year to you, to those who are in the church, and uh, I presume there's some online as well, I can't see who's online, uh, but a happy new year to those who are uh, together uh, here in the building, and those who are joining us uh, at a distance. Oh, <laughs> 
at the to a clachin, Hanneho, a clachin, a clachin, a hushing, and ye shall say yes, yes, the session at the world of you, a shunarinus in a houtianus, and how to the yanic house, session your goni, Gefecht me jamon and urri, tuski, gasaviochi for the lie, Scafecht me to lure a dolt and a glon in a gasagoni, and then in even a shunkadikatu. And the Kuach spirit nine, the Gusgabenit to Kohevachach, then a Bastions in the Dochen, and Hurls Gefechti mit Mord in the Tien. Give you could a dog who sick as a money here on the Tay, could other to Kluchkus and a Hulit in a Hariol Hadishon, Gunashenta, Go Eternashenta, Ugusko Henatal, Kibigata, Ikiori Kluchkus for Tay, Ugustrada Hugustudu, and the spirit no. Ugus <laughs> Und kann ich auch hacken ja nicht, wir müssen ja schön doch lu, lebt doch, gut zu fachkel, wir sind wenig gegangen. Ich begehe dem ja noch lacht eins, ich begehe dich. Lacht eins, ich begehe kommt Lord, Claudius Klutenan. Ich muss kommen schieri, anderen Wenn ich das alles hasse, dann habe ich das alles gemacht. Ich habe 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 das alles gemacht. We're going to read the whole of this psalm, uh, but I'm just going to, to focus on, on one verse. But um, today, is a gift from God. And so let's uh, thank him for it. Lord God, we, we thank you for, for every uh, good gift and every perfect gift. We recognize it comes from above. It comes from heaven. It comes from you. We thank you for all the things that we've, that we've mentioned. Uh, the things that come to our minds just in a few moments. We thank you, Father, that you sent your son into this world, Jesus, to be our savior. We thank you that he lived for us and that he died on a cross for us that he rose from the the dead and promises that everyone who believes in him will have everlasting life. We thank you for the the gift of of food and of water, these basic things which uh, we couldn't survive for for even a few days without. We thank you that we're dry and we're warm in this place, in the church building, and in our homes, that we have homes to go back to. We thank you for the measure of health and strength that enables us to be here in the building or at home watching this. We thank you for friends, those that uh, you've put around us that we spend time with. 
We thank you for family, uh, those that you have blessed us with. We thank you for today. Uh, we echo the words of the psalmist saying, this is the day that the Lord has made. And we ask that you would help us, whatever is going on in our lives and whatever is going on in our minds just now. We may struggle with anxiety or uh, fears about the future. Uh, there may be things going on in our, in our lives that are causing us distress, but we thank you that we can, we can fix our eyes on you and say, this is the day the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it because we know that our joy and our gladness is not found in our circumstances, but it's found in you. So help us uh, to, to mark the time that you've given us, to use it wisely and to glorify you uh, with uh, each day that you give to us. We pray for those who are struggling today. Uh, we think especially of Ina. And as she waits to see a, a, a doctor or a nurse, we pray that uh, you would be near to her and Angus Alec. We pray that she would get the, the attention, the medical care that she needs. And we ask, Lord, that you would lay your hand of, of healing upon her. We thank you for her and for Angus Alec and for the, the great encouragement and witness that they have been and continue to be in this place. And we ask for your blessing upon them uh, in this day. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's uh, read this uh, psalm now. And uh, we'll read the whole of the psalm. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say, his love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, his love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, his love endures forever. In my anguish I cried to the Lord, and he answered me by setting me free. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I will look in triumph on my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All the nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord I cut them off. They surrounded me on every side, but in the name of the Lord I cut them off. They swarmed around me like bees, but they died out as quickly as burning thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die but live. And will proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open for me the gates of righteousness. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, save us. O Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light shine upon us. With bows in hand, join the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. His love endures forever. Amen. And may God bless that reading 
of his word to us. If you could have your Bibles open at uh, Psalm 118. It's amazing what you remember uh, from, from years back. Uh, the, some of the young ones, I think if I was to ask you the question, uh, do you remember holiday club songs from years gone by? Uh, you'd remember them. Um, and these songs that we learn when we're, when we're just five or six or seven, uh, they stay with us for all our days pretty much. And as I was uh, thinking about uh, a New Year's Day service, just as, uh, as uh, we kind of came to a decision to have it uh, uh, midweek, um, I was thinking about where to preach from. And my mind went back about 35 years in time uh, to a games hall in Aberdeen. And every Saturday night, uh, there was a few of us, and we used to go. Well, we used to go at this Brethren Gospel Hall a Sunday afternoon um, Sunday school, and uh, uh, the crowd of us from there. We used to we used to have a, a thing on a Saturday night, like a kids' club, like we do in the church on a on a Friday afternoon. And there'd be a gospel message. Uh, there would be some choruses, uh, and uh, we would play football. There was a tuck shop, uh, and one of the choruses that we sang just came back to me as I was thinking about uh, New Year's Day. And uh, if I had a voice, I would sing it, but I don't, so I won't. But uh, you know the chorus, I think. Uh, we've sung it in the past occasionally. Uh, it's, it goes like this. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. Hey, this is the day that the Lord has made. I should have got Farrakhan and Gordon to sing it. Um, but it's, it's donkey's year since I learned that, but it'll... It'll never leave me. And uh, I suppose it's not the hardest chorus to memorise. But once it's in, it's in. And it's a chorus that comes from uh, the psalm. It's a chorus that was going around in my head. And I was thinking, which psalm does that go back to? And it takes us back to Psalm 118. And it seems to me that uh, this is a good psalm and this is a good verse to step into uh, the new year with. Uh, verse 24 uh, of Psalm 118 is our text. You can memorize it. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I want to just focus on, on that verse. It's quite a long psalm, and uh, I'm not going to go through the psalm. I just want to zero in on this text and maybe make a few connections with the surrounding verses. It's not all that long since we studied it um, together as a congregation anyway. But uh, four points. And the first point uh, that we have uh, from this verse is uh, the urgency of this day. This is the day, is how the verse uh, begins. I think one of the things about Christmas and New Year and the holidays is that one day can just drift into the next. In normal time, uh, we tend to have a routine. Uh, we are heading out to work or we have studies to do or, or whatever. And so, um, you know, you're up by six or seven and you're uh, dressed and ready to go out of the house by eight and you're, you're getting on with your day. Um, but in the Christmas and the, the New Year holidays, uh, people aren't up and dressed at eight o'clock in the morning. They're still padding about in slippers at uh, midday. And what we can find is that when there isn't that daily discipline, uh, before you know it, the day's gone. And the darkness is, is starting to creep in. You're thinking, I haven't done anything. But this verse, this text that we're focusing on, it places great emphasis on today. This is the day the psalmist writes. Yesterday's past. 
Our last year has passed. It passed in a flash. We don't know if we have tomorrow. But we've woken up. We've taken another breath. And this is the day that God has given us that we've woken up in. And so in a sense, the psalmist is is saying to the emphasis of this verse, uh, let's not waste this day. Let's not let this day slip through our fingers, but but let's let's use it wisely. We were thinking a little about that on Wednesday evening uh, at the prayer meeting. Uh, The the sense of uh, the shortness of time and the longness of eternity. And the need to to use the time that God has, has given us wisely. Uh, Ephesians 5, uh, 16 was a verse that we quoted on, on Wednesday night. And uh, it says in the King James Version, the Apostle Paul, uh, he says, uh, as the Holy Spirit guides him, let us redeem the time, not waste it. Not let, us, let, let the time pass us by and just sort of dissolve. Uh, but let's redeem the time. I think probably a few of us would have got uh, given vouchers over Christmas, maybe £20 for next and £15 for, for JD Sports and £10 for Amazon. and uh, These are vouchers that someone else has paid for and someone else has given us. Um, but we have to redeem them. If we don't redeem them, we lose them. There's a time limit and we, we lose them. And the psalmist reminds us that uh, this is the day that we have been given. It's a day that we're to redeem. This is time that God has given us. For us, this is the first day of a new year that we've been allowed to step into. The Lord is determined to give us uh, some more time. So how are we going to use it, is the implied question here. I think there are, there are some people who, who are always saying they don't have enough time. They don't have enough time for this and they don't have enough time for, for that. But uh, the reality is everyone has the same time. All of us are working with the same amount of time today. For every one of us here and and watching elsewhere, uh, we have 60 seconds in this minute. We have 60 minutes in this hour. And we'll have 24 hours in this day if we see it all. We all have the same time. Where we differ is how we use it. And God, through the psalmist, is is causing us to think about uh, this day, uh, the the immediacy, the the urgency of, of, of this day, Uh, The psalmist is challenging us about how we'll use it, whether we'll redeem it, whether we'll use it for for God's glory. And uh, these are questions that we we don't tend to ask every morning. We don't wake up in the morning every day and think, well, how am I going to use this day? How will I redeem the time? Um, But probably at New Year, we, we ask this question a bit more so. We've been given this day, this New Year. So so what will we do with it? How will we use the time? that God has given us. It's good for us to have that sense of time so that we'll resolve to, to use it well. So there's the urgency uh, of uh, this day. That's the first thing that we, we see in this psalm. This is the day, says the psalmist. And the second thing is um, the gift of this day. Because the psalmist goes on to say, this is the day that the Lord has made. So this day, it's a, it's a gift and, and the maker of this day, uh, the, the, the fashioner, the accomplisher, to use the, the literal translation of the, of the word uh, of the day, uh, the one who, who has shaped this day, who's made this day, uh, who gives us the gift of this day, is God. You're not here by accident. We're not here by accident. Uh, every one of us is not here by chance. God has determined in his sovereign power and plan that you will have this day. It's a gift 
that he has given to you and to me. And it's good for us to think about the day in terms of that. Uh, it's good for us. Every time we, we look at the clock, you're probably thinking, I wish you'd look at the clock a bit more. But every time we look at the clock, every time we see that second hand ticking, it's a reminder to us that uh, the one who has given us the time is God. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I think uh, when we reflect on that, when we know that, when we realize that this is, this is a gift that God has given us, uh, that God has handed over to us this day, I think we, we, we think more about how, we, how we'll use it. Because when we're given gifts, we're, we're conscious that we want the people who've given us the gifts to see us using them well. You know, if we get given a gift of a jumper from somebody that we love, we, we're not going to take the jumper and throw it in the bin without a domestic. You know, we're not going to take a gift that somebody has thoughtfully uh, chosen for us and handed over to us and just, just chuck it or waste it. We're not going to get a box of chocolates that somebody has, has handed to us and, and just say, throw them in the bin. I'm not interested in these ones. Because that would disappoint the giver. And I think when I waste time, when I don't use a day wisely, in a sense I disappoint God because he's given me this day. So the question is, how can you and I please God uh, in this day that he has given us? What can we, what can we do uh, to please God? If I was to allow you to, to answer that question, uh, I, I, think, um, I think some people would say, well, I think I need to do more good works. Maybe I'm not doing enough for the Lord. I think if, if we were to ask that question generally and say, what would make God happy uh, in terms of how we use this day? Most people out on the street would say, well, you need to do more good works. You need to do more religion. You need to, to sort of be more industrious for God. We have to try harder to be, to be nice people. That's what will make God happy. Uh, most people tend to think of, of life as a continual assessment module where we're trying to get a high enough mark to please God. But that's not the truth. And the Bible makes that very clear. You know, it's not our good works that please God. It's not our good works that, that make us right with him. Uh, the thing that pleases God is faith. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So in order for us to please God, uh, we need faith. In order for us to be saved from sin and saved into a relationship with God, uh, we need faith. It's not about the good works that we resolve to do. And we're very good at making resolutions on the first day of a new year. We're going to do this, we're going to do that. That's not what makes God happy. That's not the priority. Good works follow salvation, but they do not bring salvation. It's not about our good works. It's about the, the perfect, finished work that Jesus has done on the cross for us. And if we are to use the gift of this day wisely, if we are to make uh, God happy, if I could put it that way, the best thing that we can do with this day is put our faith in Christ. Think about what Jesus said in, in John uh, chapter 6, uh, verses 28 and 29. Uh, the people uh, asked, what must we do uh, to do the works that God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Then later in that chapter, Jesus says, For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. So for us to use the gift of this day uh, wisely, for us not to disappoint God, we need to put our faith in Christ. 
And it's Christ that we see in this passage. In verse 22, if you, you just glance that verse, uh, we, we, we see Jesus. The, the, the stone the builders rejected, who has become the capstone, the cornerstone, that's a, that's a picture of Jesus. And in verse 20, if you, if you glance at that again, we see Jesus. Uh, he is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. Remember what Jesus said in John 10, verse 9? He said, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. So the best thing that you and I can do this day, on, on the first day of this new year that the Lord has, has allowed us to, to step into, is put our faith in Jesus. Not harden our hearts. You know, not try to trade our good works with God because our good works are never good enough. The work of God is this, to believe, to put our faith in the one who was sent, to pay for our sin on the cross and to give us salvation. So there's the urgency of the day. This is the day. Uh, there's the gift of, of this day. It's the day that the Lord has made and we think about how we use it. And the third thing is the priority of this day. And you see that uh, priority uh, as you look at the structure of the verse uh, that we've uh, taken as a text. Now in English literature, if we want to, to make a point, uh, we, we tend to, to make the point at the beginning and the end, and then we make the argument in the middle. So if you want to find out the main point of a book, glance at the first few pages, glance at the last few pages, and you get the gist of it. But in Hebrew literature, uh, they wrote differently, and the main point... Uh, was placed right in the centre of the song or the poem. So if you wanted to see the main point, you didn't look at the beginning or the end, you went straight to the centre of it. That was the point. And if we take this verse uh, as a a case in point here, we we see the literal translation of the verse, uh, verse 24, and it goes like this. This the day has made Yahweh God. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And if you actually look at the, the structure of the verse, if you were to write that down as I have in my notes here, this the day has made God. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Even in the structure of that text, we can see right at the centre it is God. And in this day that the psalmist has been given, he sees right at the centre of him having been given this day uh, was God. The priority uh, for this day that he has been given is to focus on and to praise God. And remember, the, the one who wrote this psalm uh, was, was likely a, a king of Israel. And the time that the psalm was written uh, was in a time of, uh, of political, military, national crisis. So this uh, composer of the psalm uh, was a busy man with many demands on his time, uh, with many tasks to attend to, But he hasn't lost sight of the fact that his chief end, his first priority, was to glorify God. The center of everything. In this text and in the the, the message that this uh, psalmist has given to pass on to us, at the center of it all is God. Every other thing in the the psalmist's life was was to give way to God. And what the psalmist knew back then, uh, we need to be reminded of today. The reason for today. The reason for life. The reason for our being is God. Not making more money. uh, Not climbing the career ladder. uh, Not gathering more power for ourselves. uh, Not becoming popular. 
not building a great reputation. The reason for our being uh, is God. And if we don't know that, life has no meaning. You know, we can make a lot of money, uh, we can become popular, uh, we can uh, climb the career ladder and do well, and uh, we find that nothing satisfies. The writer to uh, the, the writer in Ecclesiastes, uh, the, the book of Ecclesiastes is a commentary on what life looks like and feels like when God is not at the centre. And uh, in Ecclesiastes 1 verse 14, uh, the writer says, I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless. A chasing after the wind. And yet this is a man who has everything. And he says, in spite of all that, it's just everything I put my mind to, it's like chasing the wind. I never get there. And the reason for that is we were made for God. We were made to be in relationship with God. And when we have God at the center of our lives, when we have a close walk with God, when we seek first and not last his kingdom and his righteousness, everything else that is a blessing and is a good gift is put in its proper perspective and we can find rest and contentment and joy in the Lord. So even as we just glance at the structure of this verse, uh, we see the truth of the fact that the priority uh, for this day and for every day and for our lives uh, is God. And the final point uh, is uh, the response that we are to make uh, in this day. And we're told, we're not, we're not left uh, to, to think about how, how, how should we respond to this. The psalmist, he, he guides us through and he tells us what our response should be. What are we to do with this day that the Lord has given us? Uh, well, we're told very clearly, let us rejoice and be glad in it. So there's two things there very briefly. We're to praise God together and uh, we're to praise God joyfully. That's what we're to do today. The psalmist says, let us. He doesn't say, let me. He, he's, he's leading the people. And he says, let us rejoice and be glad in this day. Uh, he's encouraging God's people to come uh, together in worship. And that's a, an important point for us to, to note on the first day of a, of a new year. Uh, God is glorified when we meet together to praise him. We are encouraged when we come together to worship. Let us, says the psalmist, let us worship God together. And we could go to Hebrews uh, chapter 10 and uh, in four verses from verse 22 to verse 25, uh, there is that emphasis on, on the togetherness of God's people and the encouragement that brings to us and the glory that brings to God. In the last verse, uh, my time is gone, but the, the last verse in that section uh, says, let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more, as you see the day approaching. You know, we're to praise God together, and uh, it's good that we're able to do that today. It's good that we're able to come into the, the building and, and praise God together. It's good that there are those online, presumably, who are able to join uh, with the us, because we need each other. We need the encouragement of each other uh, to praise God and to, to, to keep us uh, keeping on. I think that the last year has illustrated how much we become discouraged and how much our faith wanes when we lose the us. God is praised and we are encouraged. 
when we praise God together. And the final thing is uh, we're to praise God uh, joyfully. Uh, We're to rejoice and be glad. Uh, So what does that mean? Well, the word rejoice, and I'm just finishing, don't worry. Uh, The word rejoice in in Aramaic, it just interested me when I was reading uh, the, the, the notes on it. Um, it has the literal meaning of going round about excitedly. Uh, so to rejoice, using the Aramaic word, means uh, to go round about excitedly. And when I read that, immediately I thought about Shoris the dog. And for Shoris, uh, our dog, his greatest joy, the thing he lives for, is a walk. And so he, he kind of uh, endures the day and he, he, he takes... He, he, takes um, he takes the day in his stride, but all the day he's, he's looking for a walk. In the morning, first thing, he's looking for a walk. Last thing at night, nine o'clock, come on, I want a walk. And uh, when I get off the chair, he'll watch me like a hawk. And when I put my jacket on, uh, he stands up and he looks excitedly. But when I take the lead off the, the rail and tell him it's time for a walk, what does he do? He charges around excitedly. You know, he, he runs around like a mad thing uh, because he's absolutely in a state of pure joy and excitement uh, because of this walk. Nothing else matters to him as he runs around excitedly but this walk. And uh, when we come together to praise God, there should be something of that. We rejoice, we, we go around excitedly in our hearts. We're Presbyterians, we're not going to do it in real life. Uh, as we praise God. Our focus should be on him singularly. Our rejoicing should be real and unselfconscious. Shoris doesn't care what kind of a lunatic he looks as he charges around the house in circles. He's just looking forward to a walk. And something of that uh, joy and excitement should, should fill our worship. And yet our rejoicing should not be irreverent. Because the phrase rejoice in Hebrew means to, tre- means to tremble. So there should be a deep reverence in the praise Uh, that we offer to to God. So that's how we're to respond to God in this day and in every day. Uh, We are to rejoice and to be glad in him. So just to finish, a very brief word to those who don't feel like being glad and rejoicing. For some people, this is a difficult day. Uh, For some people, uh, this year has been a difficult year and we may not feel like being glad and rejoicing. And if that's the case, uh, first of all, let's be encouraged that the guy who wrote the psalm was having a very hard time. Military, political, national crisis. Disaster had struck. The the, the life of the nation uh, was crashing in. Uh, They were in danger. They were in turmoil. They were in the most difficult of circumstances uh, when he wrote this. And yet from that context, he is able to write in verse 24, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So how was he able to sincerely, honestly write that? And the answer is because his eyes were on God. He saw the crisis. He didn't bury his head in the sand. But he saw that God was bigger. And God was with him in the middle of it all. And so his focus is on God. And so I want to encourage us as we finish uh, to make the Lord our vision. Focus on God. Maybe even this afternoon when you, when you head home, uh, glance to the psalm and think about some of the things the psalmist says uh, about who God is and what he's done for us. He's the God who loves us. Verses 1 to 4. You're loved by God. That's a reason to rejoice. He's the God who hears and answers our prayers, verse 5. That's a reason to rejoice. 
He's the God who's with us, verse 6 and 7. That's a reason to rejoice. He's the God who's our refuge, verses 8 to 12. That's a reason to rejoice. He's the God who's our helper, no matter what we're going through. Verse 13, another reason to rejoice. He's the God who's our strength and our song and our salvation. Verses 14 to 16, that's a reason to rejoice. Uh, He is the God, verses 17 and 18, uh, who gives life beyond the grave. So even if we die, we can say, "I, I will not die, but live. That's a reason to rejoice. And the list goes on. But my time is, is up. There are so many blessings that are promised to God's people in this psalm. So, so yes, as we look at the world, our life might be tough. But as we look to the Lord, as we make him our vision, we can say, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we'll pray. Lord God, we thank you for uh, this day and we thank you for your goodness, uh, for your faithfulness, uh, for your grace. Uh, We thank you that you're the God who is unchanging in a world that's always changing. We thank you that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and and forever where where everything else is, is, is always decaying and slipping and sliding and mutating and, and yet Jesus is the same. He is always good, all the time. And so we pray that you would help us to fix our eyes on Christ. And help us to, to even this afternoon, uh, meditate more on uh, who you are as our God. And what you have done for us and continue to do for us as we see Jesus in the psalm. And we pray for people who are struggling, especially uh, on this first day of a new year. Uh, Some who are grieving and who are missing those that they spent many years with. We pray for your comfort, uh, for the comfort of the the gospel. We can think of many who sat with us in this place so many times. And many uh, who have gone on from time into eternity but who went on uh, into that place that has been prepared by Jesus, we believe. Because they they were able to say uh, that the Lord was their shepherd. We thank you for the comfort that that brings and we pray for that comfort for those who are grieving. We pray for those who are battling with addictions. We thank you for the strength that you have given to many to to remain uh, firm. We pray for others who might be waking up this morning uh, having fallen and having failed, feeling that they can't go on. We ask that they would look to you as we bring them to you. Uh, We pray for those who are uh, in their homes just now Uh, Some who are isolating because they're waiting for tests. Others who uh, are isolating because that's the nature of their lives day by day. Uh, They are housebound and uh, they are lonely. And we pray that uh, they may know your presence and your peace. And we pray for those who are sick as we have prayed already. And we ask that you would lay your hands of healing upon them. And we pray for many uh, who are not sick and who are not lonely and uh, who do not have many of the troubles that this world recognizes as trouble, uh, but who have no desire for Christ and no sense of their sin. And we pray that you would awaken them. We pray that in this year, uh, we would see those who are still dead in transgression and sin uh, being brought to life. 
We pray that in this year uh, we may see those that we have prayed for week by week for so many weeks and so many years coming to faith in Christ and being born again. So hear our prayers and uh, help us as we continue uh, into this year. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And I may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the, the love of God the Father and the fellowship of God the Holy Spirit be with us all now and always. Amen.